0: How's it going you guys and welcome to your morning cup And in a world full of civilizations that haven't been contacted before This is well an isolated civilization the likes of which we haven't really seen before now this is a standalone civilization by no means. There are numerous civilizations, the likes of which we have not really recognized for time and time again. And today we are in a time and a place where we understand the fact that there is a bigger picture here. There's a bigger picture at play when we understand the fact that the North Central East people are not by any means the only group of untouched people that haven't been attempted to be contacted in, in, well, years and decades. Now, what we understand is the fact that even though they aren't the only group of people that haven't been contacted with, they are the last group of people that had a very gruesome interaction with the rest of the modern world, if you will. But let's jump back into the equation, lean back and understand a few essential things about the North Sentinelese people before we well jump into the whole John Allen Show incident. Now... The Sendmese people have been originally described to be descendants from regular people just like everyone else from Africa. When people from Africa moved out and they moved to every single corner of the world, we understand that 60,000 years ago the Sentinelese people did essentially the same thing they found an island that was good for them they found ample amount of resources and ample amount of life-sustaining measures and means and they decided to stay put now when the brits were running rampant across the entire globe colonizing everything that they saw and devastating a lot of populations in the process which was well essentially the regular norm way back in the day we understood the fact that the St. Louis Island was the only island that, well, resisted it to the point in which the Brits tried again and again but, well, up at a point, they decided to leave the island alone, which was essentially the best thing that they could at that point in time, considering that the losses that they sustained trying to get a hold of this island and try to colonize it was nowhere near the losses that the St. Louis people sustained. Because they the know-how of the island that they had to themselves for upwards of, well, 60,000 years is something that cannot be just blanketed over with sheer brute force what we also understand is the fact that the sentinese people have been living there for a long long time and stories date back to 1700s now in the year 1771 we understand that there were lights that were witnessed on the North Sentinelese Island not by Christopher Columbus himself but by a few other well voyagers as well and what we understand by these lights showing up randomly out of the blue is the fact that there was more to the picture There was more to the equation then we could comprehend at that point in time as well now these lights was by no means something that the sent people could have generated on their own accord and we understand that that is the truth that is a fact but then again what generated these lights and that just sparked well conspiracy theories way from way back in the day that means stories that just dictated the fact that there were aliens living on the island that there was a well a greater god-like species living on the island all the way ranging to there is something on the island that no one will ever know, which is, well, factual, substantially. We also move on to the fact that in 1867, there was, well, the infamous Nineveh crash. Now, the Nineveh was a vessel that crashed onto the shores of this island. Upwards of 100 people survived that crash. When they made their way onto the shore to sustain themselves and to, well, wait to be rescued, they were attacked by the Central East people. Now, the captain quickly ran out of there, made his way onto a rescue boat, and then, well, rescued everyone else and bolted. But when questions were asked about what the Sentinelese people actually are like, that the Sentinelese people attacked these survivors with more than just. Sheer arrows You see they use Three different kinds of arrows One for fishing One for hunting And one for defense apparently And when they are Completely overwhelmed By the scale of their attackers They'll essentially Use all three To make sure that They are defending The best way that They possibly can In the year 1880 We understood that Maurice Vidal Portman The famous explorer Made his way onto The Central Island For the first time And this was by no means An isolated incident Because he kept coming back And kept coming back Up to the point in which He decided to do some Truly gruesome things To these people You see he kidnapped a group of six people that he came across when he ventured further into the island. Initially, he took Aborigines people with him to go to the island. But when he made his way onto the island, he didn't find anyone there. As a matter of fact, he went so deep into the island that he came across a settlement. A settlement that was apparently abandoned. Well, see, the Sentinelese people already knew the fact that there was someone coming on their land. And to defend against them, they instead choose, well, the element of surprise. Just like modern-day warfare does when maurice further ventured into the island he came across six Sentinelese people that were unaware of the fact that there was going to be some kind of expedition there now he kidnapped all six of these people and out of these six people upon being exposed to the rest of the world well all six of them got really really sick and what we understand from there is that two of them the elder two died The four kids that were left alive were quickly rushed back onto the North Sentinelese Island, left there with so-called gifts, if you will, in order to restore some kind of faith in the outsiders. And that's just he left them on the beach, gave them a few things and bolted. This by no means was an isolated incident though, because there were numerous people who time and time again, just kept coming back in the year 1896. An escaped prisoner also made his way onto the island seeking, well, Refuge, if you will. He answered the fact that there was no one who possibly lived on this island and if he could make his way to the island, he would essentially be safe. But the previous incident left a sour taste in the Central people's mouth. As soon as they witnessed an outsider on their island again, he was quickly killed and dealt with. What we also understand is the fact that the whole ideology behind these people being cannibals is just that. It's an ideology that is fake and holds no pretense. what we understand time and time again is that anyone who's been killed by these people has not been consumed but rather has been buried in a shallow grave and just left when we move on to the fact that in the year 1960 anthropologists started to make their way onto the island they wanted to study it and this anthropology study was spearheaded by one indian anthropologist by the name of Trilokath pandit now Trilokath was truly a blessed anthropologist he made his way in the best way possible he made sure that he was not coming across as hostile ever as a matter of fact he even went out of his way to make sure that the way he approached these new saint people was not by quickly going on shore he waited on his vessel on his boat and showed them that he was not a threat at first of course they were concerned about outsiders coming in again but this was upwards of 100 years later so yeah the generational gap gave them the first opportunity to interact with the new civilization of the saint if you will when he got onto this island for the first time ever he came across nobody he went further in and also found a settlement the same that maurice had found earlier but he left that settlement with gifts he put buckets there he put cloths there and he put some fruit there what we also understand from there on is the fact that a second group approached this island somewhere in the 1960s and this group's entire objective was to shoot a documentary but unlike Trelokanth, these people were too well out there too abundant and they were also accompanied by the police force of India considering the fact that everyone knew the Sent people were very dangerous now this documentary crew just rushed onto the island and started shooting Only to be met with massive backlash by the Sentinelese people. They started chucking arrows at them and spears at them left, right, and center. To the point in which these guys had to retreat and move their way further south of the island. Only to be met with more Sentinelese people throwing arrows and spears at them. As a matter of fact, the director of this documentary was shot in the leg. And the Sentinelese person who shot him in the leg, well, according to their claims, the claims of the director, of course, was laughing when he shot him clean. This goes to show that you can't just encroach onto anyone's land and believe that just because you're so-called superior, you can do what you need to. Of course, respect the privacy of the people that have been there in upwards of 60,000 years. That's way longer than any one of these documentary filmmakers even understood. And that showed. But in the year 1981, what we understand is that there was a primrose shipwreck. Yet again, another shipwreck on this island. And the same thing happened to the crew that happened to the first shipwreck. They were attacked by the Central East people because they thought that this was going to be some kind of an invasion. Now the Central East people were fought off by the survivors with axes and flare guns. And considering that the Central East people had never seen a flare gun being shot at them, They decided to retreat only for long enough for these people to be rescued and the Primrose incident did not result in anyone being captured or killed. But what we understand is the fact that Pandit K kept coming back to the island time and time again and he had good contact on numerous occasions. As a matter of fact, the Indian government said no laws are going to be imposed on this island. And no interference is going to be done by the Indian government. The Indian government is, by law, according to global standards, the government of this island. This island falls under the jurisdiction, as does the rest of the Andaman Islands under the Indian government. But no interference by the Indian government has been planned as a matter of fact, conservation efforts are underway. The Indian government has gone out of its way to dictate the fact that no one should breach this island. No one should just encroach on this island and of course ensure the fact that the people living on this island get to sustain themselves any way that they want to sustain themselves. No need to disturb the peace of a truly lost civilization if you will. Now what we understand is the fact that this was also met with numerous other incidents wherein two fishermen that were were indulging in alcohol on their ship on their fishing vessel fell asleep and then drifted onto the island only to be met with arrows and killed now the Indian Coast Guard tried to retrieve their body but was met with such massive backlash by the central East people in terms of its arrows that they decided to just bolt they were like okay we cannot just land on this island without backup if we are if our helicopter gets damaged beyond repair we are going to be stuck in the middle of nowhere which also dictated the fact that they decided before leaving to check on where the bodies were. And they understood that they were buried in shallow graves on the beach itself. Which again settled claims of people believing that the Central East people were so-called cannibals. Now when we talk about the Central Island Islands. The Central and Island Islands are surrounded by coral reefs left, round and centre. And they are densely, densely packed with forests. People believe that there are anywhere from 50 to 500 Central East people. But there is no official record. There could be 5,000 for all you know. But the point of the matter is that you cannot just spy on the Sentinelese people with even modern technology. No satellite images are going to do you any good because the densely packed vegetation doesn't allow for much in terms of surveillance. What we also understand the fact is that Jolhanel Chao was by no means in any right for what he did. He tried to go onto this island with a Bible and a cross to try and convert the Sentinelese people into Catholics. Now you don't go into a tribe and ask them to leave their own beliefs and pick up yours because you are so passionate about it. What works for you might not necessarily work for the rest of the world. And unfortunately, John Allen found this out the hard way. There was a reason why the government had imposed bans that no one's allowed to travel to this island, but he he went the corruption route. He bribed $30,000 dollars to the, any fisherman who would be willing to take him to the island. Now, two fishermen did just that. They took him to the island, left him there. He was instantly almost killed. The two fishermen have, were caught and now are in custody and spending jail time. So by no means was this ethical. By no means was this something that the St. Lenise people were at fault for. And even though there was an international outcry concern that he was an American citizen, when the broader picture was co- uncovered and what we understood from the investigations that ran the EDU course, it was evident that it was him who was at fault when we look at the essence of the Santorini islands we understand that north central island isn't by any means the let alone piece of property you see there are very complex structures we look at we look at individual settlement structures there as well as communal structures there for example there's what looks like a place where the whole community would come together to well host some kind of event of some sort some kind of group events some kind of discussion some kind of whatever you mean Just like ancient Rome had the Colosseum, there's a structure that looks like a Colosseum. There are structures that have houses right next to each other, considering that humans are always known to be feeling safer together. So when you're looking at these things, you understand that human nature by no means is different for these people as well, even though they have been untouched for so long and even though they are the essence of the true human beings. That left Africa, just like everyone else left Africa a long, long time ago. We understand the fact that these people by no means are not human. They are most definitely human. They exuberate all the tendencies of human beings. As a matter of fact, they even dance. And amongst numerous interactions with, that people have had and archaeologists have had with these people, there has been a good exchange of coconuts. Apparently coconuts is something that they cherish a lot. And they, uh, they also cherish metals. So they've managed to salvage a few metals from all the shipwrecks and such, and they cherish them. They also cherish coconuts because coconuts don't grow on the island. So any archaeologists that go out of their way on vessels and encroach on the island a little bit and wait for the Sentinelese people to come out in a peaceful manner and give them the coconuts, they've always noted the fact that the Sentinelese people have been nothing but happy to receive these coconuts. And they show their appreciation by dancing along, by smiling, Because you see certain things are a universal front for being happy. Certain things are a universal front for dictating the fact that you're not pissed or you're not upset about certain people coming and doing what's good for you. What we also understand is the fact that in terms of aesthetic wear, we've all often observed the Central East people wearing some kind of headgears. They don a few headgears, they don some things around their necks. Yeah, the clothing is not usually there. They've got something to cover their waists a little bit. But usually they've got pretty headgear they've got pretty necklaces pretty headgear that they of course make themselves from the vines of forests. is what it seems like when you look at them initially but the point being that they understand the aesthetic value of things they also understand the fact that certain things that might not necessarily be available to them on their island hold a lot of value hence the whole coconut fiasco wherein they appreciate them so much so that they would go out of their way and go further into the oceans go closer to boats that they might not necessarily be aware exactly as to what they are but they do so. They do so because they understand and cherish what other people that are peaceful and are, of course, not trying to violate on their land are offering to them. What we also understand is the fact that by no means are they unaware of vessels. You see, they can make canoes. They've been known to fish on the coral reefs. And one of the last issues that the uh, Central East people had faced was during the tsunami. But Now, the tsunami that hit India was truly a devastating one. And 200,000 people lost their lives. And the Indian government in retaliation to figure things out, sent a helicopter crew to the North Central Island to figure out if they had survived. And to everyone's shock, they were thriving. They were not just surviving. They had moved on to higher ground and they had adapted. The coral reefs were of course destroyed and so was their primary means of, well, gathering food. But they figured things out. They figured out how to survive and so much so that they even shot arrows at the helicopter to dictate the fact that hey this is our line you can't encroach on it the way you are we have privacy too It just goes to show that humanity as a whole is going to always be prevalent. Even though the modern world claims to be the end-all, be-all of all things civilization, it by no means is. Humanity is way broader and the strokes that we painted with are never going to be, well, covering all of the bases. That just goes to show the fact that the North-Central East people, just like the rest of the world, are human beings. And even though we might not still know what the lights that were witnessed were, we do understand the fact that the people are just that. People. This has been your morning cup. I'll see you soon.